Hello and welcome to episode lucky number seven of Golf Pod Kentucky. This is Ethan Fisher, and speaking of lucky, we are lucky enough to be joined by Lauren Hartledge today in this episode. The Louisville Cardinals star is one of the nicest people you will ever find at a Kentucky golf course, and definitely appreciate her being on for hopefully the first of many visits on to this podcast. Before we get into our conversation, let's talk about some happenings within the state of Kentucky and golf. First of all, as of this recording, it is sunny. It is not 20 degrees. Go play some golf. I know a lot of golf courses have been opening back up after shutting down because of the cold temperatures and tons of snow being on the ground, but it seems as though there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And with that said, the active season for Kentucky handicapping begins on Monday, March 1st. So as of that date, you will be able to post a score and it count to your handicap index at any golf course in Kentucky. Ever since November, we've been at that point where rounds that you post in Kentucky don't count towards your handicap. You'd have to be at an in-season place, but that all ends March 1st. We recently conducted a rules seminar at Golf House Kentucky that was virtual. The recording of the seminar itself, as well as the PowerPoint, are now available for your usage. They're evergreen. As long as the rules don't have a major change again, you can reference this whenever you need to. You can find it at kygolf.org, and it's under our Rules of Golf page. During the recording of the seminar, we had some trouble getting photos and videos to display from the slideshow, so I would recommend that if you use that seminar recording to have a PowerPoint up on a separate device or on another tab of your computer. That way you can easily toggle back and forth and just see exactly what's being talked about. Tournament registration for KPGA and KGA tournaments is rapidly approaching. Monday, March 8th is when you can begin registering, and that includes stuff like the Kentucky Open, Kentucky Amateur, the qualifiers for each of those. Definitely kind of the sign that we are about to hit the golf season, thank God. We're definitely ready to be back at the golf course doing some tournaments and creating some exciting memories that happened in 2021. Beyond Kentucky, USGA championships are now taking applications for most of their tournaments. I know that the U.S. Open, U.S. Senior Open, you can definitely begin applying for those. And if there's not one currently open, it will certainly be open in the near future. And then the Kentucky PGA Junior Tour, the fall schedule is now up. When we released it back in January, we cut it off at the end of July, which is when the Lou Perry Tour Championship is. But now you can check out the fall series tournaments that we're going to have, as well as a couple of other events, along with when the KHSA High School Championships and the KGCA All-State Championship will take place. But that does it for news and notes. Before we get into the interview with Lauren Harledge, do just want to ask something that I did a few episodes back, which is if you're listening to this, feel free to give it a thumbs up or five stars. We certainly have been accomplishing our mission of getting this out to more Kentucky golfers, and we just want to make sure that more people start seeing it and have access to this content. That way, We get more participation in our programs, grow the game, and hopefully continue to build enjoyment of this wonderful sport. All right, enough of me talking. I know you're all here for Lauren Hartledge, not me, so let's get into it. 
All right, I'm now joined by Lauren Hartledge, the winner of the 2018 Kentucky Women's Open, a USGA National Championship participant, Augusta National Women's Amateur participant, and star player for the Louisville Cardinals. Lauren, how's uh, how's life? How have you been? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. First off, um, life's been good. You know, was able to come back from my fifth year here at U of L, which was pretty exciting opportunity with everything going on. Um, so we just finished playing our first tournament, and now we're getting ready and getting into the big part of the spring season. How's it been playing golf during the COVID era? I was reading an article before we uh, started talking about what happened that day when everything started to shut down. I believe it was Arizona. Y'all were mm-hmm. in, and everything just kind of hit the fan. Yeah, we were playing a practice round for our tournament in Arizona, and I remember we got to the ninth hole, and our coaches are like, we're packing up and going home. And we were like, what? Like, what's going on? We're already here. You know, like, why aren't we playing? And we kind of then realized the severity of the situation um, whenever we were traveling home the next day and then kind of halted everything for quite a while. Um, So this tournament we just played last week was actually the last tournament we played last year. So it was pretty much almost like a year um, without playing a college tournament. Quite a long time um, being in a break. But yeah, it's been a lot different with COVID going on, all the different rules and everything. It's it's a lot different, but we're able to play now and we're able to do it safely. So it's been it's been a lot better. Excellent. It's kind of hard to believe. I'm sure it's even more so hard to believe from your perspective that this is kind of your last go around with the Cardinals. Um, so I guess first of all, why U of L? Why did that appeal to you so much to go play college golf? Yeah, well, I first off, I grew up a huge Louisville fan uh, with all sports. My parents, we had season tickets for football and basketball, so I knew all about the university, but I wasn't dead set on going here from the beginning. I, you know, looked around at other schools, but felt a nice home vibe here, and they had great coaches, and I knew a couple of the players on the team already. And then again, growing up a Louisville fan, I knew how important sports were, and um, playing in the ACC, a lot of good competition and facilities. I'd been to junior camps growing up here, so I, I knew how nice the facilities were and the opportunities here to grow um, just seemed like the best fit for me. So now that you're in your final go-around, how would you kind of evaluate the whole experience? Um, you've had some great teammates. You've got a great coach there. What's going to be the lasting memory when you part ways here pretty soon? Yeah, I mean... It's crazy to think I've almost been here five years. Uh, that's lost quite a long time in my life. Um, made so many friends and had some great opportunities that I wouldn't have had um, if I didn't come here, which is pretty amazing. I think the trips are going to be the best memories with the team. You know, we were able to take a team trip to Ireland. We had tournaments in the Dominican Republic and Hawaii. Like, just those experiences were pretty awesome to be able to play with the team and play golf at the same time. It's pretty special. I bet. A month from now, you'll be heading down to Georgia for your second attempt at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, and your second time would have been last year had the pandemic not happened. But let's start out with 2019. You missed the cut there, and you didn't get to play that competitive round at Augusta National, but you did get the practice round in. Between that and the first two rounds, what was that tournament like? Yeah, I mean, I think that tournament was probably been the best tournament I've ever played. You know, the being an inaugural year of the event was really special, you know. 
Um, I'd never been to Augusta before. It was my first time going there and getting to drive down Magnolia Lane was pretty special. And then I know I missed the cut, but I was still able to play a, a round there. And it made it kind of nice. You know, I didn't have to stress about playing the mm. next day and could enjoy the course, although I would have rather been able to play in the tournament for sure. But, you know, I got to take in all the scenery and got to go where all the famous shots were hit and could look and see, you know, usually if you're a fan, you're staying on the sidelines. But we got to, you know, walk over the bridge on 13 or 12 and 13 and, you know, experience all that. So it was pretty special. And, and being able to play against all the best players in the world, too, on top of that is always a good competition and good to see where you rank up against everyone else. When you played at Augusta National, was there a particular shot or a particular hole that really stuck stuck out to you that you're going to really enjoy getting back to in a couple of months? Um, definitely number 12. I don't know. Just, you know, you see it on TV and you're like, oh, it's such a short par three, but you don't realize how narrow the green is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to hit the perfect shot. If, if you hit it just short, it might roll back into the water. Or you might hit it in the bunker or hit it long. You know, it's it's only an eight iron, but you got to hit the perfect eight iron, you know, and and then, of course, with the flowers in the background and everything's just so perfect there. It's it's pretty insane. You, you see it on TV, and then but once you get there, you kind of realize, wow, this is special. Yeah, I was just going to say, with number 12, I haven't played Augusta National, but I've been there a couple of times. And like when you stand on that tee box, you really can't get an appreciation when you watch on TV just how shallow that green is from front to back. It's crazy. But, you know, obviously... When you go back here in March, you're gonna you're gonna be looking to make the cut and hopefully contend. But beyond that, do you have any particular goals for this run around with that tournament? Yeah, well, obviously I want to make the cut this time, but you know I'm going in to win. Like whether or not I do, I have a belief in my game, and I've been working really hard these past couple of years. And you know I've played the courses before, both of them, and coming in with a better mindset i think this year um so that's kind of the goal you've also done some usga championships you've played in the women's am uh, i think the last three years if that's correct four years four years you yeah, yeah. uh so what is it like playing in a usga national championship there's obviously a pinnacle to reach in, in amateur golf that's it when you get to the usga stage yeah, of course. Um, USGA championships are really special. I mean, they treat you, I feel like, like you're playing in a professional event. Um, everything is run so nice, and you get to play against the best field, and usually the venues are pretty amazing. I got to go to San Diego and play in one, um, Nashville, Mississippi, Maryland this past year, which was a lot different with the COVID, but it's just it's pretty awesome. and. Being able to make match play, too, is, is a lot of fun. You know, there's not a ton of match play tournaments we get to play, especially with college. Um, so match play is so much fun. You know, you get to play against one person and kind of see how you rank up against them. But, I mean, I've had some of my best experiences at USGA tournaments, you know, being able to meet a lot of people and all the different courses. It's just it's so much fun, and it's it's a real honor to be able to play in those because they're, they're hard to get into. I mean, qualifying – Hard, almost harder than making it to match play mm-hmm. something like getting into the tournament in the first place do you currently have any exemptions for the usga tournaments lined up this year or do you have to work your way in through qualifying um i'm not sure i think because last year they changed it to exemptions because they didn't do qualifying right so this year they're going back to qualifying i know i'm about to sign up for a u.s open qualifier so i'll be doing that and then 
we'll see if with the USAM, depending, because it's later on if I turn pro or not before then. So we'll see. Let's talk about that. I was going to ask about your kind of goals with turning professional and how that timeline is going to play out. And obviously a lot can change. It's late February right now. But how do you see the rest of the year playing out in terms of your amateur status and perhaps turning pro? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, I'll finish my year here at UofL, um, hopefully ending in June, you know, with the national championships. And then we'll just kind of see. I was uh, fortunate to be able to be invited to the Curtis Cup practice squad. So if I get chosen for the Curtis Cup team, that would be played in September. So I would stay in AM until then. But if not, then I would probably turn pro earlier. So there's just a lot of ifs depending on what I get into over the summer. Um, So that will be probably the determinant on when I would turn pro. But I'll definitely be playing in Q school in August, whether it's as an AM or as a pro. Gotcha. With the Curtis Cup, I was looking at in Wales this year, and that's not your first experience playing golf on that side of the pond, as you referenced earlier. I want to ask you about the the British women's amateur. You played at Royal County Down in 2019, which mm-hmm. can make the argument is maybe the most underrated golf course in the world from an American's perspective. Yeah. Uh, playing Lynx golf and playing that tournament, I know you got to match play in that tournament as well. What was that mm-hmm. event like? Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the best trips. You know, we, we got fortunate. It was my coach's last year um, here, and she was able to get us to take a team trip to Ireland. Um, so we were able to play a bunch of courses before the tournament in the south of Ireland, like Valley Bunyan and Tralee, and mm-hmm. get some practice on the link style because obviously it's a lot different than playing over here with the wind and conditions and firm fairways you know you're not used to that so we got to play for like a week before and then we drove up to northern ireland to play in the british am at royal county down and yeah it was it was pretty spectacular the course i'd heard good things about it i've seen pictures but again not until you're there do you get to realize like how special it is and being able to see the views and it's just a lot different playing the link style golf you know you have maybe like a 190-yard shot that normally you'd be hitting a hybrid, but it's firm and you can land it 40 yards short and roll it up there, you know? Like, it's you got to be creative and use your putter a lot. You're not going to be using your 60-degree wedge unless you're out of a pot bunker, you know? Like, you got to hit bump and runs or stuff like that, which a lot of us over here in the States, we don't do that a lot when we're playing on a golf course, so you got to get creative. Yeah, I went to Bandon Dunes last year, and that was my first experience playing true links golf. And it's funny how after you do that for the first time, when other courses market themselves as a links course, you yeah. just kind of have to like shake your head and be like, ah, probably not. But. Yeah, really, but that's close, close to what we're going to get. Exactly. Did you, uh, did you have any bad weather when you played over there? Honestly, during the tournament, it wasn't that bad of weather. We were expecting it to be a lot worse. Um, when we first got there, before playing in the tournament there was one day it was raining and pretty windy but it got a little cold you know you're expecting it you're going over in the summer and you're, you're packing a lot of layers which i guess i'm not used to you know from kentucky you sure. never pack your beanie in july but it was one day it was pretty cold but it, it never really got crazy wind rain you know i didn't have to experience that so 
We'll do one more uh, tournament flashback. Let's go to the State Women's Open in 2018, which was at U of L Golf Club. Mm-hmm. You won there, and you beat your teammate in a playoff. Uh, yeah. Where does that event kind of rank in your like most prestigious accolades? And uh, was it fun, nervous, or uh, what kind of adjective you want to use in terms of going against a teammate in the playoff for that? Yeah, I mean. Of course, we got to play at our home golf course at Louisville's Golf Club, which was fun. You know, there a lot of teammates were there being able to play. And I remember I played a good first round and played okay the second round, and she played really well, and we ended up tying and then going to the 10th hole for our playoff. And, you know, it's we're teammates. We want to beat each other, but we also, you know, want each other to do well too. And I just remember there were a lot of people watching. You know, it was a lot of fun. Nerve-wracking, obviously. Like, I wanted to play well, but... It was pretty special, you know, being able to win at our our course and having Olivia be the runner-up too. Both of us, were, I think we represented U of L pretty well there. Yeah, I would say so. You definitely did. With women's golf in Kentucky right now, I want to talk about this for a little bit. Emma Talley, she's obviously on the LPGA Tour, and you know, knock on wood, hopefully you'll be on there here in the next couple of years or so. Where do you see women's golf in Kentucky at this point in terms of how it's growing, uh, what can be done to further develop girls playing golf in the state, anything along that line? Yeah, I mean, I definitely know growing up in Kentucky and playing all the junior tournaments, I've made a lot of close friendships with a lot of the girls. I I played a lot with Tristan Nallen growing up, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny in our tournament last week, in our crazy tournament, the last round we got paired together with Illinois, and we actually got to play together. So it was pretty fun. You know, we grew up playing in Kentucky, and then we got to play a collegiate event together and played in Augusta together. So it's definitely awesome, you know, being able to get these friendships from Kentucky, you know, growing up. And I think it's just important that, you know, girls, whether there's a lot of them or not, you know, you, you go to these camps, they have the girls' golf camps and, you know, like our school, we have camps just getting out there and meeting new people and trying to stay, have, have a good time, you know, have fun, stay competitive. And it's, it's definitely something that I've been really grateful for growing up playing in Kentucky and being able to play all the junior tournaments here. It's really helped me grow a lot in my game. This is a two-part question. I'm going to start off with mm-hmm. what's the biggest piece of advice you would give to a young lady listening to this in terms of what she can do to hopefully excel in the game and maybe play college golf? Yeah, um, I think staying competitive is a big thing. You can practice as much as you want, you know, on the range, and it's definitely important. But if you can't go on the course, stay competitive, hit shots, and show yourself that you can perform, then in the long run, you're not going to do as well as you want. And just making sure you have fun, playing games, you know, having fun, maybe going out with the guys, you know, the girls, playing games with everyone, or just, you know, staying Staying, making sure you have fun because if you're not going to have fun then there's no point the second part of my question is for parents who are trying to get their girls or boys into golf what advice mm-hmm. would you give them in terms of what they need to do to steer them in the right direction yeah well of course you know my mom played golf so she kind of got me into the game and I think it was important that she she knew a lot so she'd help teach me but she'd also let me you know, do it on my own and didn't over push me to where I would be like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, it come from your parents. If they overdo it, then you kind of lose the fun and lose the, the drive to do it. So I think just kind of guiding them in the right direction, giving opportunities, but 
you know, just being a supportive because being supportive is the most important thing. I would like to talk about your mom for a second. She's caddied for you a lot in the past. How is that when you're playing in a big time tournament? You've got your mom looping for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's been probably my longtime caddy. You know, she uh, she's been really great on the back. She's always good at you know like what she says is keep up and shut up. You know, she 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 pushes the cart. She doesn't say too much because um, she knows I know a lot and I don't really like her telling me all this stuff because then I'm like oh second guessing stuff in my head so she just kind of there for support you know keeping me my spirits up so it's been great being able to travel a lot around the country with her and she's probably been been a real good help for sure I was trying to find an answer to this before we got going but I was looking to see where else the family connection extends with you on golf because obviously the two of you definitely give the Hartledge name a pretty good reputation on the golf course but is there anyone else in your family who's a good stick um well my sister played on our high school team too so when I was a freshman she was a senior she didn't really start playing until her freshman year you know we lived on the golf course and we go play all the time but she never really you know picked it up until high school but she still plays all the time you know and likes to stay competitive everyone in my family is really competitive yeah. so you know whether it's she's playing a different set of tees or i give her a couple shots you know like she likes to make it to where it's always going to be a close game no matter what off the golf course for you and the family uh what do you what do you like to get involved in in terms of hobbies or just other things to keep your mind occupied when you're not teeing it up yeah well like i said growing up huge little fan going to sporting events is probably one of our favorite things that we would do as a family um going and tailgating at football games which we were even actually able to do this fall Mm -hmm. which is nice um going to some of the games not really tailgating as much they didn't allow all that with covid but you know going to basketball games going to baseball games you know my my parents were starting to get into baseball a lot and so going and watching those sporting events is just being outside you know hanging out with the fam it's been a lot of fun you know being able to support local and hang out together good stuff well, let's go ahead and do our traditional rapid-fire segment. This is just an area where I'm going to give you a few questions. You don't have to provide an explanation or a reasoning. You just say the first thing that comes to your head. What is your favorite golf course in Kentucky? Old Stone. Favorite golf course outside of Kentucky? Augusta. What is the golf course that you most want to play that you have not yet? Pebble Beach. Your dream foursome, and where would you all be playing? I would say Tiger Woods, which sad was just happened with him. Hopefully mm. he recovers good. Absolutely. But Tiger Woods, um, Jordan Spieth, and Ricky Fowler, and myself, and then play at Augusta. What is your favorite tournament that you've played in? Definitely Augusta National Women's Am. Last one, your favorite vacation spot. That I've been to or would like to go to. How about both? Um, Been to, we went on a cruise one time before my freshman year of high school, or freshman year of college. That was a lot of fun. And then dream spot would be Australia. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Go down there and play Royal Melbourne, too? Yeah, play a little golf, you know, hang out. That'd be awesome. 
before we wrap this up, um, first of all, how can people stay uh, in tune with your career and what you're up to on the golf course? Is there a particular good spot in terms of social media or website maybe that people can go to? Well, unfortunately, I don't personally don't have any social media. I kind of deleted it a few years ago to Probably a good get move. my things. Yeah, because it's kind of been a big distraction. So, but I know like our um, UofL women's golf team, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and they post a lot and keep updated with live scoring and stuff like that. So that's probably the best place to look. And then for you and your team, what's your college schedule looking like the next couple of months? Yeah, well, we're going on Sunday. We're playing Western Kentucky in a match down in Old Stone. Um, so that's our next little match. And then we play – we don't play our next tournament until March, like first or second week of March. We're playing in Augusta University's tournament. Then we kind of go a lot in a row. We play Augusta. We play at Georgia's tournament, Clemson, and then Virginia. And then with postseason, we're hosting regionals here at – the University of Louisville's Golf Club. So hopefully we make that and we're able to play regionals here. And then nationals is in Arizona. So. Awesome. Well, you're definitely going to be getting a lot of golfing experience in Georgia in the next couple of months, it sounds like. So yes. enjoy that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll have you back on here down the road. And uh, mm-hmm. when you do, hopefully we can say you're a champion of the Augusta National Women's Amateur. That would be pretty cool. Yes. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> But no, I uh, appreciate you coming on, Lauren. Like I said, we will have you on again down the road. And best of luck on the remainder of your final season as a Cardinal and uh, everything individual that you've got coming up. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.